Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity you have given unto us to begin this series of studies on raising kingdom ears. Our prayer is that you would speak unto us. You would raise us as soldiers, as citizens, as scriptural parents that will fulfill your purpose in parenting our young ones in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that your Holy Spirit will speak unto us and will instruct us and guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank the Lord for this great opportunity that we have to commence this series. And by the grace of God, over the next couple of weeks, daily, every weekday, we'll be having these sessions. And I trust the Lord that God is going to help us and instruct us and equip us in fulfilling the purpose of God for our generation as parents, would-be parents, or grandparents, in Jesus' name. We are going to start by looking at the book of Psalms, chapter 127, verse 3 to 5. And here the scripture says, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youths. Happy is the man that adds his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gates. As we begin this series, I want to start with the premise that the children that God has given unto us are gods. They belong to God. And the fruit of the womb is a gift unto us. And what we really desire at the end of this series is for every Christian father, mother, and or guardian to realize and be moved to proclaim, and not just proclaim, but act with the understanding that when a little one is put into their hands, that this child is a gift from the Lord, a sign of God's favor towards us, and we are privileged to be custodians of God's gift, and we have a precious charge of love to bring up in God's nurture and admonition for a purposeful and enduring work with him in time and to live with him also in eternity. What I've said here is simple. That the child that you have, that I have, or that you will have is a privileged gift from God. And you have a responsibility. We all have a responsibility as Christian parents or guardians to bring them up for God. To fulfill the purpose of God on earth and to ultimately live with God in eternity. And this will be the basis of the next couple of studies that we will be going through over the coming days. Now I want to state categorically that people over the years have different views on parenting. I will highlight two of these. Number one, the traditional way many people have seen raising children, which is an ordinary and direct consequence of marriage. This form of view as in it a cultural root. That is, when you get married, automatically there is an expectation that you should have children. Simple. And as a matter of fact, people may begin to start asking questions after a few months if no sign is seen that a child will be brought forth. With this mindset, more often than not, a sense of divine purpose and meaning for the child or children is usually lacking because Raising children usually seen as an ordinary consequence of marriage. 
and a sense of divine purpose and meaning for the child or children is usually lacking. On the other hand, in modern times, we have seen a number of young Christian couples seeing having children as distractions, which lead to avoidance or postponement of childbearing and consequently parenting. Note that I'm not talking about people who want to be spiritually ready, but for those who want to, quote-unquote, enjoy marriage and thus consequently delay or avoid childbirth. This is also scripturally wrong. What I believe, by the grace of God, the view of the scripture is that instead of seeing children as a burden or liability, we as believers are to receive them as a legacy and a gift from God. This is supported by Exodus chapter 23, verse 25 to 26. Hence, in this episode, we will be laying the groundwork for the whole series, emphasizing three starting points. Number one, children as a gift from God. No, children do not come into the world by chance or by mere faith. God sent them to us as a gift. Number two, parents are caretakers and stewards for God. So as believers, we are representatives of God on earth. And a direct consequence of that, since we are representatives of God, is that we need to raise them in the admonition of the Lord, being God's gift. We would do well to follow God's instruction, God's manual in raising them for God. Now I want to state here that there is a manual, and that is the scriptures. There are instructions to raising our young ones for God in the scriptures. And we are going to be looking at those also in this series. As we view this first episode as an introductory episode to lay the foundation for the old discourse. We start with the first point I made that children are a divine gift, a divine treasure, and a divine trust that God has entrusted to every parent and guardian. That's what our text in Psalm chapter 127, verse 3 says that children are an heritage of the Lord. In Genesis chapter 33, verse 5, Jacob, while speaking with his brother Esau, said, The children which God at graciously giving thy servant. Joseph also recognized this fact in Genesis chapter 41 verse 51 to 52 that it is God that caused him to be fruitful. Also Joshua, when he was recounting the works of God to the Israelites at the end of his ministry in the book of Joshua chapter 24 verse 3 to 4 said, God gave Isaac to Abraham and he gave unto Isaac Jacob and Esau. So it is God that gives. It is no question. Anna will say the same thing. That Samuel came as a result of petition from God. God gave Samuel. And even for the other three children that she had, God gave them unto her. You see this in the book of First Samuel chapter 1. David also said the same thing in First Chronicles chapter 28 verse 5. That the Lord has given me many sons. And when you go to the book of Isaiah... Chapter 8, verse 18, the scripture says, I and the children the Lord has given me. So there is no question to the fact that our children are given unto us by God as a gift. And we have the responsibility to raise them for the giver. And the consequence of that is that we are not seen ourselves as owners. But rather, we are seeing ourselves as stewards 
Asceticus. And if you are a child listening to me, the word of the Lord is clear that you are giving unto your parents as a gift. And they have the responsibility to raise you up in the admonition, in the nurture of the Lord. Now, having said that children are a gift from God, there is another consequence there. And what is that? Anything that comes from God is worthwhile. Anything that comes from God is no mistake. Anything that comes from God is good. And nothing God gives is worthless. All things made by God is good. And that is not only true in the beginning. That is true for all his works throughout all ages. So the child in our hands, the child in our hands, or the children in our hands are not worthless. They are intentional in God's program. And if you're a child listening to me, I want to tell you that you are precious in the sight of the Lord. You are a gift to your parents and you are critical to God's program on earth. I believe that you not working with God to fulfill purpose is a sheer missed opportunity. It's a missed privilege. It's a wasted privilege because there is no creature of God that does not have a purpose. Now, if I come back quickly to the matter of children being gifts and the need for us to see ourselves as stewards and caretakers, the implication of this is that we must follow the instruction of the giver, not the culture of the land, not mere psychology or canal comparisons. We are not to look around and say, oh, this is how they do it here. Let's do it that way. There is an instruction. There is a model that is given unto us in scriptures. The owner's manual must be followed by all means. And there must be a difference in the way we bring up our children from the way the world bring up theirs. And I trust God to help us deal with this topic in more details, even in coming episodes. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2 says, Faithfulness is required of stewards. In the case of parenting, faithfulness in raising them according to the guidelines of the scriptures and in raising them for the result of fulfilling God's purpose for them on earth and to live with him in eternity is critical. While they may learn in the world, being raised in the world, they need to come to the realization and we need to help them come to the realization that they are not of the world. So our priority must be to make sure that we follow the guideline of our master, of our giver. Now note that this following the guideline or this nurturing, this raising up is not a one-time thing. It's not an occasional thing. It's not a Sunday, Sunday thing. It's a continuous one. The word nurture, as we see in the scriptures, is in the present continuous tense, meaning nurture every day called today. Just like a pastor to a congregation, it is not a one-time thing. And so knowing that the children are gifted from God, it is unimaginable to receive from the king of kings and make light of it. If we are not going to receive from the kings of the earth, the presidents of the world, the governors of the world, our bosses in the place of work, and make light of it without consequence. Let it be known that we cannot receive from the king of kings and make light of it. What I'm trying to say here is that there is a burden of responsibility given unto every parent, very importantly, every Christian parent. This reminds me of the parable in the book of 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 38 to 40. When a soldier was to guard a man, but he said while he was busy here and there, the man 
he was told to guard disappeared. I want to say categorically, in this beginning session, that we have a burden of responsibility, not just to bring forth, but to bring up. So it's not just bringing forth after labor, but it's also to bring up. That's why the scripture says, bring them up. You have received the grace to bring forth. You also need grace to bring them up. And that grace is in the word of the Lord. My prayer is that this will ring in our hearts day after day. That we are in care of God's gifts. And that we are going to give account of the gifts that he has given unto us. Now, before I bring this episode to a conclusion, I want to lay the foundation for an understanding that will continue to be crucial as we go along in this series. And this you will find in the second component of our text. It says, arrows in the hands of a mighty man. As arrows are in the hands of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Knowing this, we can conclude that though arrows may be small, they are potentially powerful. And by powerful, not the use of word, potential. Because for there to be an appropriate and potent use, the user must be skillful. If you see a man, a mighty man, drawing an arrow and does not know how to draw it, it's almost useless. The user must be trained. And that's why we are doing this. And which brings me to the question, how much time do we give to developing the skills? How much time do we give to training on our pulpits? How much time do we give to equipping our parents with the knowledge and skills needed to bring up their own children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? It is also true that arrow edges need to be sharpened so that they would be effective. If there's a blunt arrow head, even if the shooter is very, very skillful, the challenge that we would have is that it's not going to be impactful. So our children need to be sharpened to be effective. What is the sharpening? The sharpening that comes through the word, the training. The Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. If you want to sharpen an arrow, you sharpen with something that is sharp. And so we must bring them up, we must train them. And the responsibility is ours. It's also true that our children are an extended part of our spirituality. That they are a part and parcel of our battle against the enemy. There's a reason why bishops and deacons are to have their children under full control. Because they are an extension of their ministry, of their spirituality. And they will not qualify to be a bishop or a deacon if that matter of their children is not taken care of. Because that is the measure, it's part of the measure of their spirituality. So as arrows, when the arrowhead is bent, when the arrowhead is blunt, Arrows become a liability to the owners, a spiritual liability when they confront the enemy at the gates, as opposed to a spiritual weapon. Actually, before this recording, I did a quick search about what does it take to shoot a broken or a curved arrow. You know what I found? I found that a damaged arrow is an accident waiting to happen. I want to repeat myself. A damaged arrow. It's an accident waiting to happen. But do you know that many quote-unquote Christian parents who have not taken keen interest in developing themselves first and then sharpening and straightening their arrows, the children, of course with the word, have been injured in the battleground. They have been injured at the gates. Sometimes for the, some of them, when they are old and they, 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 they cannot speak to the children any longer or when their children are getting married 
they are forced to compromise, not by their enemy, but by their unsharpened, bent arrow, their own arrows. So over the next couple of days, as we go through this series, you'll be working with God in the light of his word and in prayers. That God would equip us first with the wisdom, knowledge, and grace needed to bring up our children and then to train them up in the way that they would go and to be faithful unto him, surely knowing that we'll give account of them. I will encourage you also to join us live on YouTube for the prayer session on Saturdays at 7 a.m. Eastern Time as we beseech the face of God for ourselves and for our posterity in this rapidly declining world. For not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the spiritual enlightenment, helping us to understand the grace and privilege we have in receiving these great, great gifts from you. Our prayer is that you help us to have this constant, resounding understanding in our hearts that impacts our action and move us to personal development and also to personally raise our children in the way that they should go. And that at every site of these children, we do not just see children, we see assets in the kingdom of God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because we have answered. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.